1: Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We're going to be recapping the first day of the NBA playoffs in the latter half of the play-in tournament. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back.
0: We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we are in here talking about practice. What?
1: clock at five. Cash is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box, back out to Allen, his 3 back, tie game. Gives it to Jenkins for the
0: championship. He's going for the corner, he's got it. Bases loaded, two out.
1: Baby, It's the charity Stripe I pitch free throws because they have photo you so 335 coming hot at you guys and so 334 and I'm joined on this one by Alex Toss from the Rock Disopolis. And I'm only here for half the show. Then I'm going to kick it back over to Toss who's going to recap the latter uh, slate of games. I have to go to a wedding uh, tonight, which it's is wet- it's wedding season. It's Wedding season. You know what? I still have never been to a wedding as a guest like in my older ages, only as an MC, which is the same situation tonight. I'm MCing my old boss. Do you a have
0: a wedding on the horizon that you will be attending as a, as, as a fan and, as, as 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 a, a to fan. make a sports reference? As <laughs> a fan,
1: hello <laughs> fans. Uh, no, I don't, which is like su- honestly sad. I'm
0: what? sure it's, I'm sure it's coming. It'll come like, and I'm always pressuring. <laughs> it will phone. come. I'm, I'm, I'm sure because I know it will come. Yeah. I'm not saying that to like, Hey, Josh, I'm not coddling you. I'm not saying, Josh, I, I promise, man, someone likes you enough to invite, invite you to their wedding. wedding. I'm not like, yeah. Well, like, it's
1: just a bad, it's, it's almost like our, some of my friends are being selfish at this point. Like, we have, like, we one of our closest friends, you and I together, Matt, he has been dating the same girl for years. And it's like, dude, take one for the team at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Same with my buddy Charlie. Like I know, like they're like a bit newer, but they're clearly it's gonna happen. I think. Like, I it's think like just people need to start taking. At this point, one of my friends. I mean, I gonna, think Matt. <laughs> you're, uh,
0: yeah. I'll club. he'll do it whenever
1: he wants to. I know he will, but I'll pressure. him. And whenever him when he, wants.
0: he wants to could be in thirty years.
1: Yeah, I know it's very well. I'm not listening. I'm not counting my counting on him, but I will pressure him. I, I'm so desperate <laughs> to go to a friend wedding that one of our friends as well, another obviously mutual friend of ours, uh, whose initials are EF, like he's dating a girl who, I don't know, many people don't like her, but I'm willing to pressure that point just to go to a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, well, shout out to her family.
0: Um, Speaking of which, uh, I actually started watching, I mean, this came out a while ago, but I started watching Emily in Paris recently. What's that? Uh, Emily in Paris, which was that, that, That TV show on Netflix with um, Lily Collins, who is the daughter of Phil Collins, who has possibly the most legendary movie soundtrack of all time. Tarzan. On Tarzan. Easily. And uh, she was Emmy nominated for this show. And her performance is like a girl who goes to Paris, an American girl who goes to Paris and then like starts to love the lifestyle, basically. It's an entertaining show to watch. I can't believe it was nominated for an Emmy. It's pretty ridiculous. Is it more... People were, ri- people were up, and, up in arms about it when the nominations happened. I happen. remember that. Yeah.
1: Now, I know there's another movie that's been nominated in the past that you... De- Crash. That you have deemed ridiculous. Is it more ridiculous than Crash's Oscar nomination? No, office?
0: because Crash, while very... I, I would call Crash on the nose mm-hmm. is why I don't necessarily like it. And the circumstances that occur in that movie are ridiculous. Like, that... <laughs> Whatever. If you've seen the movie, you know I don't really have to say anything. The one thing that's redeemable about Crash is that, well, there's two things. One, Michael Pena's in it, and I love Michael Pena. Yeah,
1: he's your favorite. Yeah,
0: and two, the subject matter is important, and, yeah. and the effort was to get people talking about... Um, that was back in like, 2005. Racism, yeah. basically, is what it's about, and police brutality as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the messaging was good. I just think it was really overt in a way that made it like not lifelike. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's it's worse than Crash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of not lifelike, um, a lot of, I guess, surprise? Not really. I mean, there has been some surprises this far. So here we are. We've,
0: yeah, we've seen the play in games. Yes.
1: So basically... We're pacers- recording
0: Sunday morning as the 76ers game is occurring. I will have my own kind of like solo version of this to recap I'm the second part, half yeah. of the game ones. But yeah. we've seen the heat... In the Bucks play, we've seen the Mavs and the Clippers. We've seen the Celtics and the Nets and the Blazers and the Nuggets, as well as those play-in games that I mentioned. Yeah. So on the western side, the Spurs are gone, so yeah. right? They dropped the game to the Grizzlies. Then mm. the Grizzlies went and beat the Warriors, who had lost to the Lakers. Yeah. So the Lakers are the seventh seed. They're playing the Suns, and the Grizzlies are the eight seed. They they are playing the Jazz. Yeah. Um, I thought that for the, the play-in game, in my mind— uh just in the western side was a, a huge success because I think
1: the whole thing is a success.
0: Yeah. I, I, we got to see Steph versus LeBron. LeBron hits that incredible three point shot yeah. um on a broken play to to put them up and then they win by three points. Um for for us as we were watching the game, I think the real story was the defense that they played and it really it really brought forth that Steph was playing this entire season on his own. At least from the offensive side, because well, he's got a streaky guy, Andrew Wiggins. And his
1: number two guy is not Andrew. His
0: number two guy is Draymond Green.
1: Who, he's
0: at the end sport. of the year, has more rebounds and assists than he does points. He's the first player in NBA history to do that. Really? Yeah. He was, like, top ten in assists, though. No, and it's not a knock. I mean, we, we've talked about it before. We love Draymond Green. I, yeah. I do, personally. I mean, I think even Absolutely. in that, that Lakers game, he still showed that he deserves to be a top three DP, DPOY candidate um, almost on a perennial basis. So it's tough though because you saw against the Grizzlies that eight seconds left, tie game. You need to get a bucket, and Draymond Green airballs floater.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was on I was on a date during that game, mm. and it's uh, with the girl who's great first date. Probably not going to see her again, just because we don't live in the same city. Um,
0: but you were you were enamored. On the date, you were attentive as any person going on a first date should be. You know me, and she—I guess she knows me
1: well. I guess well as you could on a first date at this point. Yeah, I totally forgot this game was going on. That's how like I was so good of in- a sports podcaster you are. That's yeah. how good of at my job I was. I was so. She goes to the bathroom. I look outside. I just kind of decompress and like look outside because we're sitting like on like the. Not on the street like like the street seating, but we're seating in the restaurant, but closest to the street. So we're yeah. like pretty much outside. And there's three guys watching the game through the restaurant, like at the TV. And I kinda come to and I realize it's 99.99 with like eight seconds left right before Draymond hits that miserable floater. I stand up, I'm talking to the guys out on the street. I've immediately switched off date mode and I'm back into like me. Yeah. And, I'm like, that's not his shot. Like, what was that? Like, yelling at like anybody who listens. So the woman next to me, she goes, what? Do you have money on this game? Like, people were trying to talk at me. He's like, Why, yeah. I was so animated, and maybe because I had like a wine or a glass of wine or two Jeeps. so I was just like off the moon talking to these guys. The girl comes back and she goes, Oh no, I left you alone for like two seconds, and then this is what's erupted. But that again, I mean, like, it,
0: that's how cool the playing games were though. I mean, because they're like, they're language. like, they're not game sevens, right? Because you don't have the the narrative of these two teams each winning three games and getting to this point and the cool thing about the NBA playoffs any sort of playoff series especially in hockey as yeah. well as the, there are these relationships that build between the players and most of the time they're built on animosity well yeah it's built on
1: animosity and it's also built on lineage too so we talk about the whole like LeBron versus Steph but the whole kind of passing of the torch to John Morant now who mm-hmm. now go gets to go face Spider Mitchell in like a young man's battle of guards and I think the thing with this one was because Jaw really did win them that game. He scored like thirty-five points. He was excellent, and he scored the last three baskets. He was superb. And that team, and we were talking with our buddy Zach about it. That team is not. I'm like, ah, they're not sexy on paper. He's like, well, yeah, but everyone's good on that team. Yeah, and they're so well coached. They're going St. Marks.
0: Yeah, Taylor Jenkins is a fantastic head coach. But um, that's like. The,
1: but they were the nine seed. They would not have made the playoffs. And
0: I do think that they have in this series with the Jazz. Yeah. they're going to have a really tough time because they are overperforming. They always are though. Continuously. And that, that has to do with their head coach. He just he gets the best out of that roster. But I still think that Ja, even though this was a big moment for him, mm-hmm. beating Steph. Yeah. Having a great game like yeah. he did, like you mentioned, hitting the game winner, that floater. Yeah. But they're still lacking a lot. Like, Dylan Brooks forces shots. He's not great. Jaron Jackson is coming back from injury. Valanchunas is the beast in the paint, but can't score in, in the post. Like, But he's going to give, like,
1: clip. I think I'm excited for him versus Gobert. I'm excited versus Sp- – I mean, look, I think the Jazz – Clarkson's playing is absolutely – he's the six man of the year. They have the six man of the year. They have Inglis. They have Bogdanovich. Conley's back to normal. I mean, they are just a better – and plus, I think Quinn Snyder's toe-to-toe as good of a head coach. So I think there are, obviously, the Jazz – are the favorites should be the favorites should take care of business, but at what point though? The question is: Is yeah, we've been saying for the last two years the Grizzlies are paying, playing above their pay grade, but at what point is just that? That's their pay grade. They are that good. Like, at what point? Well, like, I
0: I think that you can look at their roster all across the board. I and know
1: like, I'm with you, and it's like it's not good. And, and like, what, yeah. this is
0: what we do with the Jazz a lot, right? This is what I do with the Jazz a lot because all the time, I because yeah. I say it, with five minutes left in the fourth quarter and it's a close game, oftentimes Donovan Mitchell is not as good as the opposing star. Yes, Jordan Clarkson. If you put him on the Grizzlies, he might be the best scorer on that roster. Yeah, it it's it's feasible. I mean, it's not a crazy statement at all. John ja Morant's not going to have thirty five every single game. He's very jaw is. They forced the Warriors forced John ja Morant to shoot threes. Yeah, he made the most threes he's made in his career. He made five threes. He's never done that before. He's a, so he's you got to tip your clutch. cap to him. He's very clutch. Got to right? tip your cap to him yeah. to shoot five threes and make five threes. Yeah. And shoot, I think he was like five for nine, five for ten. It's a great shooting night for him. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that every night. You force him to do that. You force him to do that because he's not a consistent three point shooter. Mm-hmm. So I, he's got a lot of room to grow. He's super young, obviously. Um, I'd be surprised if they got more than two games. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: totally. I, but I think it's like okay, like they, it was an exciting game. Glad Jaw's in it, and glad it's him versus Spite. I think it's a really good. It's a really good low key sneaky matchup. It's one matchup that I think people are not excited about. Um, but I think it could be one of the better
0: matchups. I think it's also a helpful matchup for the Jazz because they can gain a lot of steam, mm-hmm. get a really solid series win against this Grizzlies team. Yeah. And uh, their, their toughest opponents are ahead of them. so They don't have to play the Lakers. That's all that matters. Huge. The Suns are in.
1: I, we'll see. You'll recap it later. They're in trouble. Teams that are in trouble, the Celtics. Here's the thing. Celtics, they held the Nets to 104 points. Granted, it's the ninth game the three of those guys have played together. But if you're going into that and you told me, hey, the Nets are only going to score 104 points and Robert Williams is going to set a franchise record of nine blocks. Crazy. I'm kind of thinking we're going to win that game. It's just no Jalen Brown. There's nothing really offensively outside of Tatum and outside of Kemba. Fournier has not had any time whatsoever to acclimate to the team. Yeah. We're, they're they're, they're going to get swept because this kind of game, similar to how, remember a couple years ago, like obviously everyone remembers this, when J.R. Smith dribbles it out and doesn't take that shot, when they really could have had the opportunity, and then the Warriors go on to win that game, and then it was just over. Right. This was our best chance to beat the Nets and steal a game in Brooklyn, and then yeah. kind of go probably 1-1 back to the Garden. And now we're going to go 2 out of the Garden, and we're just going to maybe get one game if we're lucky because Tatum shut down. Kemba, his first step still wasn't there. I mean, he had stuff at the end of the regular season, but this is playoff basketball. It's different. He had a very tough time. And the rest of the roster is just too young and inexperienced at this point. We're missing our number two guy. I mean, as good as Robert Williams is defensively, and he's a, he's a, he's a jumpstart a- athlete, it's just he's not good enough offensively. Yeah. and they, yeah. and they have guys that can do that too. Like Claxton is like not as good as Robert Williams, but it's the same type of player.
0: He's better offensively.
1: Sure, and they have like I mean Blake Griffin is just a guy on that team, which is crazy. We say this all the time, but Harden didn't even have his best game, and he, they still
0: were dominant. Kyrie was <laughs> well. I mean, the thing about it is that game was neck and neck through halfway halfway through the third, and then they kind of and then what happens is the offensive buckets and how easy it is for Kyrie, Harden, and Durant to get their own shot, create a good shot for themselves, which to them, they're all elite shot makers. So comparatively to all the other guys outside of Tatum on the Celtics roster, like Fournier coming off of a a screen and firing up a three isn't a good shot, but it is for Kyrie, right? Yeah. It's
1: when you have a good bullpen in baseball, though. It's like when you have an excellent bullpen in baseball and, and you have a good starter... You don't have to go the starter six. You don't have to stretch him every time. You could kind of right. let him chill and like only go six innings. Like they could let Durant go six innings and then they bring in Kyrie and Harden as the closers, like with the setup man, and then it's over because that's yeah. what happened. I mean, KD, KD was dominating and then Kyrie started dominating and then Harden kind of kicked in at the end of the game and then it's just one, two, three and you cannot keep up.
0: Right, and it's nice. I mean, it's not always the nicest thing to watch when yeah. when KD or Kyrie are, are working. Solo one-on-one against the guy. I mean, mm. it's 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 very nice to watch. But in the context of like what is team basketball? What really looks appealing to the eye? It's backdoor cuts. It's it's passing. It's it's moving. It's creativity. It's flow. All of those things that Herb Brooks like talking about. Oh, um maybe. yeah, miracle, amazing. But it it lets when Kyrie goes one-on-one against the guy, one-on-one is against Kemba Walker, Fournier, who he knows he can beat. And it's a high percentage shot that he's getting out of it. Kevin Durant can take a possession off. Yeah. And then the next possession, he gets to do it. Exactly well, what you're fresh, talking about. It's like about. it's a fresh leg I mean, situation. they scored between the three of them. I think they scored 80 points. Yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe the better comparison is when you have a good running back stable. It's like the Alabama running backs. Yeah. It's like they weren't even starting Josh Jacobs at Bama. And he's a first-round pick. That's what it's like. The stat of the day, I mean, they're going to they're gonna smack us. That's a given at this point. Yep. Um, stat, craziest stat of yesterday or two days ago was Jokic one assist taking away his playmaking ability. It's playoff basketball. And look, Porter Jr. is really good. And I know it's all playoff basketball, playoff basketball. But look, the Blazers are a team. that This is a bad matchup for the Nuggets only because we know it, they, it could be a good matchup if they had Murray. This is the match where they need well, Murray to keep well, here's, up in that shooting race because I, if they're going to take away his playmaking, he's not, they're not going to be able to I keep. think
0: a really apt comparison for this Nuggets team is the mid-2000s Suns team, where... However much talent there is in the NBA, Steve Nash won back to back MVPs. And he's averaging like 16 points a game, 18 points a game. And now we're seeing a similar type of MVP, Jokic, who, you know, we've never seen a big man who can pass like him. But to your to your point, one assist is very telling of how defensively Portland wants to attack this matchup. Yeah. They want to make him a score. They want to make him go for 50 every night because that means that the other looks that these other guys on the Nuggets are getting aren't coming from Jokic and normally through their systematic offense that always plays through him.
1: Yeah. I mean, also it's like, look, he did score 34, and 34 and 16 is like an excellent game. But Porter
0: Jr. went one of 10 from 34. 34 and 16, but normally we're used to him getting 25 and then 11 assists, which how many points is that accounting for? Right? Probably like another 25 points. Exactly. So you're talking about a 15-point disparity there. That is now unaccounted for. Um, you know, you've got guys like Compazzo, but when Compazzo is, he's one of the worst point guards that's starting in the playoffs right now. I do, I do like his savvy and the and ability fun, to pass and yeah, open he's things not a up. Starter. but he's also playing defense against Damian Lillard, and Damian Lillard's just Balls licking his chops. Ball.
1: Well, it's also it's like Porter Jr. and Gordon are like they're not good enough three point shooters. Like they're not. It's just like and Damian like Porter Jr. is a good enough three point shooter. He went one of ten. I know it's one game, but it's right. like he's an inexperienced young kid who's not the caliber. Again, this team is like McCollum and Lillard didn't even shoot the three that 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 well, and they still like dominated. They shot nine, they made like ten more threes. Well, than I
0: was most. listening to the the in game um, commentary, yeah. and the Blazers are going to go eight deep, and the only guy that hasn't played playoff basketball really or playoff minutes is Anthony Simons. So all those. Good. Yeah, who was good? Well, when you have the the pressure off of you, right? Because these other guys have been there. Mello, Dame, CJ, Covington certainly has played a lot of playoff basketball. Nurkic, when healthy, has done the same. These guys, you know, Norman Powell has a championship. Like these yeah. guys have all played playoff basketball. They're ready to go, and they're not gonna they're not gonna mess around. Just
1: unfortunate. I actually think the Blazers are gonna win this series. I do too, and I think that because I just don't because without Murray, they just can't keep up shooting wise. And to get Game One in Denver, in Denver, come on, yeah. And I, but I think it's unfortunate because I think the Lakers are going to beat the Suns, and that's just like another roadblock.
0: So, do we can. think that five, six, and seven, the away teams, will win their these series? That was a, okay. The Clippers are the laziest
1: team I've ever seen in my entire life. They have all the talent in the world, yeah, and they just start slow. They ease into games. It was like the when I was improv acting. I remember like my first like sit-down like with my teacher, and he's like, you're good, but if you want to be great, this is what you're doing wrong. He's like, you're easing into every scene. You think you're, you're calm, cool, you're confident, great. That's all awesome stuff, but you're easing into every scene, and it's tough to go from five to ten where you really need to be as an improv comic. you got to be a convertible. Yeah, you have to go. You've got to you go of, zero get, to 60 in three seconds. You really have to start at like a minimum of an eight. And yeah. they started that game so slow and this Mavs team is a tough team that can shoot and they can put the pressure and they can move very quickly and they have unbelievable team chemistry which again for the second year in a row the Clippers are lacking.
0: Yeah, I was listening to it was a preview show that and this was obviously before game 1. So yeah. he didn't have the the context of watching game 1 and these first mm-hmm. these teams come ready to play and more so the Mavs than the Clippers. But I was listening to Bill Simmons talk about the series, and he was talking about the Mavs' lack of depth, which I thought, you know, I can contest, and I can contest with the best of them because I watch every single Mavs game. I'm, I know their team like the back of my hand. You think that he's saying the Mavs have bad depth? In comparison to the Clippers. I don't necessarily think that's true. I don't either. I, I vehemently disagree with it. And part of that is because Luka Doncic, in the same way that we were talking about Chris Paul a couple weeks ago— yeah unlocks other players. Dorian Finney-Smith goes four for five from three, scores 17 points. He is leading by example. Doe's one of his guys. Like, obviously, in the locker room, there are certain guys that really, really mesh with each other. Luca and Doe have a great chemistry, and that's the type of just kind of leadership and the, the fire behind coming into game one, ready to play, which, of course, is going to do. He's an elite competitor, and it, and it bleeds into other guys. It bleeds into Tim Hardaway, who then hits a huge three in the game to go up three over Kawhi. Where other guys take that shot, and you're like, "What are you doing?" And sometimes Tim Hardaway takes those shots, and you're like, "Tim, what are you doing?" Yeah, but he does have the ability to make those shots, and it's just, it's just, I don't know if they're gonna have that same ferocity. I hope they lose. Maybe it's a maybe. You know, we've seen Kawhi with his back against the wall and him able to pull things out, but they're gonna have a tough time. And, and Luke has averaged over 30 points per game in every regular season game they played against the Clippers this year. He is he is a man on a mission. I don't care what wing defender you put in front of them. He no, wants to make a best, statement.
1: He's the best uh, he's the one of the best offensive players and the best offensive player in the league at this point. Or like at least the most crafty. To and me, the most telling thing is KP had 14 points and they still won the game. I, that was about to say. KP didn't even have a good game. No. Paul George was one of seven to start the game. That can't happen. You were at home. You need you to still ended it. up with twenty five points. But that's the issue. Like
0: if he could get there at that point, the yeah. issue is, is like why weren't you there to start? Well, the thing for them be. is like who else do they have that can really go get them? Like, you can poo-poo Tim Hardaway, but he had 21 points. Right. Who else can go do that for them? They're, they're, Batum's going to score 20-plus points. That's Rondo, playoff Rondo, is going to score 20-plus points. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann. You're asking a lot for these guys bad. that aren't that aren't born scorers. I mean, the only one that really is is, like, Kennard. But, like, how how many minutes is he going he to didn't take even away? Play. Exactly. He didn't even play. Abaka's working his way back into the lineup. He played about 14 minutes. He's yeah. coming back from an injury. That could be big, but again, like they're gonna it's lose. It's not Kleba and Porzingis that
1: are tearing them up. Because if, if you go back to Dallas, like you're gonna go back to Dallas, right? Yeah. And that, the, I mean, the whole COVID thing. That's, the stadium's gonna be more packed than it is in LA. It's you're. That is a serious home game. Yeah. I think. I hope they lose. They don't deserve to win this based off what I saw yesterday. I think. I hope Luca wins. And then at that point, Luca, Luca will get like Spida and like. All of a sudden, we're sitting there, and like your whole dream scenario is—it's plausible. I think there's a very good chance we see Luca versus LeBron. I think it's a very good chance.
0: Yeah, Not I mean like- they got to they got to buckle down because, of course, Kawhi is going to come roaring back right at them, and that's one thing that we've seen before for a young team, right? Cool. You know what? Let Kawhi come roaring back at them because he didn't have a bad game. No, he was—he was excellent,
1: per so, usual. So that—so that's the issue—is—is is well, let, let's see these other fuckers come roaring back at them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, mean, uh, I just mean all that to say, like, it's one game. Yeah. Can't get ahead of yourself. And mm. for a younger roster like the Mavericks are, they need to not be complacent with one win, mm. right? They need to stay hungry. 100%. They need to that's,
1: really— So you have Carlisle
0: there. Right. That's what you, you really have. need to—you you got game one? Go get game two in, in L.A. and bury them.
1: That would be scary. Uh, speaking of getting game one, the Bucks
0: Heat. Awesome, awesome game opener to the playoffs.
1: But that's, like, the kicker. That's why you have. That's what Middleton is. Oh, Giannis can't take this shot. That is why you have Chris Middleton.
0: Crazy yeah. shot. That shot was heavily contested. Duncan Robinson did just about everything you can do. He's a good defender. Yeah, yeah. And he and he showed up. He had yeah. twenty five points. He's got like one of the higher defensive. Forget Tyler Hero
1: because he's whatever. No, no, he's not. The, we we know that that we've established that. Butler had a horrible game shooting. Horrible. Bam really
0: and Butler got outscored by Brook Lopez. That's a problem.
1: Yeah, that's. No, they didn't, but like the almost, honestly. Brook Lopez at eighteen. Yeah, they had no they had they had more than that. They had they had twenty six.
0: Together. Together. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Each individually he, oh, got yeah, outscored yeah. by Brooke Lopez. The no, fourth a, highest scorer on the Bucks, Drew Holiday went for twenty one.
1: Who had a great block at the end of the game. I mean
0: this anything that they get extra from Drew Holiday, it is so advantageous for them because that's what Eric Bledsoe couldn't do last year. Having
1: having PJ Tucker on this team, not for Play value, but just to know that there's a guy on the bench that could come in and help out, I think gives them a little bit of a backbone. And
0: and they've got George Hill there,
1: they've uh, yeah, they and had,
0: Divincenzo. Like yeah. these guys, all we, you pair up Divincenzo compared to like other team seven or eight guy. They have Teague Teague's who they have. Baby. Who has who has Hill?
1: Hill is um, where is he? Is he's in um,
0: Philly? He's on Philly. That's right who's gone right now, and he has like 10 He points. played
1: for like nine teams, though, this he year. He
0: got moved from the Bucs.
1: Yeah, he got moved from the Bucs, like the Thunder, the Philly. He's but been Bobby
0: Portis was a guy that was top 15, six-man kind yeah, of guy this I've year. Always li- I've,
1: I've always liked Portis's potential. I think he's been good. Look, I think the series is going to be excellent, I and mean, then Giannis didn't even have that good of a game. I think this is, this is almost the series the Bucs needed to get that revenge. Yeah. If they could close out in six, they're the three seed, right? They could come into... It could come into the Brooklyn series, and it could be a good one. It's just
0: unfortunate. I mean, we saw passed. what what a guy, and obviously, there's not much attention being put on Time Lord on Robert Williams, but what he was able to do, I was really impressed with him. He's great. You He's guys, be big the, for us. You, like, I did not have the expectation that you guys were even going to get two games in this series. <sighs> it would have been nice to get this first one. That could have changed things up. But you have to take the positives out of it, yeah. right? And Robert Williams. Really showed up. I mean, he had nine blocks. Excellent. Our, our buddy Brandon said he could lead the league in blocks one day. I don't. I don't doubt it because he's that talented of a rim protector. He just needs to get minutes, but I think he'll be getting those minutes. Look, we are
1: one like good, good, like good level-headed offensive player away, like a guy who's a savvy and Fournier can really be that guy. He just needs to. I don't think so. But he just needs to be. He just again needs to be acclimated to the team. He's barely been on the team. He got. Yeah, yeah. He got traded, and then he had COVID, and it was a mess. Like our whole but
0: I don't like a good Fournier, like a Fournier at his best for
1: y'all. What does that really mean? That's like eighteen points in a guy who's a good shooter. Plus, I'm, I'm anticipating Naismith and Pritchard are at least good guys to have off the bench. Plus, we have Marcus Smart. But you're well, gonna move, trade. you're
0: gonna move Kemba or Marcus or Fournier for someone. Well, Fournier is free agent, so we'd have to be re- resigning him. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, I think this Buck series is gonna be great. Uh, we'll leave off there so you have time to go and do the rest of your stuff uh, yeah. this afternoon. But cool.
0: And playoff hockey is going on right now, which is cool. Playoff hockey. I mentioned to to you and Nick, um, Nick's our good buddy who <laughs> co-hosts the Cherry strip. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to his family. Um, I mentioned to him and to the both of you guys that the Predators-Hurricane game that yeah. I was oh, watching yeah. at crazy. the same time as the Warriors game uh, against the Grizzlies went to double OT. Mm-hmm. And the Preds scored with four minutes left, which means they, they played basically like an extra 36 minutes of hockey, which is crazy. It's that's mo- so cool that that's what the overtime rules are in, in the NHL. I mean, I know the same thing would happen in the NBA if they, they played through that many five-minute OTs. It's
1: so much, so much more exhausting. It's,
0: yeah. This is Horrible. the first round.
1: Yeah. Putting
0: these guys through, through the ringer. Really.
1: Also, f- worst Edmonton-Winnipeg is probably the worst playoff series of all time. I don't know enough about hockey. Yeah, there was a Mc, lot of I criticism David's there.
0: There was a lot of criticism this year to the breakdown of the different conferences just because of COVID and stuff like that and all of the Can- all the Canadian teams playing each other and being in the same conference. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's weird. It's enough. a bit limiting cuz you want to see these teams in America play these teams in Canada. I know there there were certain things that we couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but would have been cool and obviously it'll be great next year to have things back to normal. Yeah, more playoff hockey.
1: All right, we're taking a break. How many more, or before no, before
0: you go, how many more no-hitters are there going to be?
1: <sighs> I'll say this in the no-hitter situation. Let it happen. Baseball, I was telling somebody, I was telling our one of our new co-workers, I guess our new boss, Eric, I was like, baseball to me, you know, I'm like, I love baseball. It's like me too. And I was like, baseball to me is your friend who's a good-looking guy but it's always like I'm ugly. I look terrible. I look terrible. I look gr-. so. After a while, you're like, yeah, you think this guy looks ugly and is gross, you know? <laughs> I'm saying, like, the, it just always is a calling itself out. Yeah, the no hit. Let the no hitters happen. Let the home runs happen. Stop calling it out. Like, just at the, at oh, I don't think I'm. I'm of the same opinion.
0: What's the problem? It's great. Yeah, it should like, be celebrated.
1: Yeah, it's like oh, this sucks. This stinks. Isn't and
0: that what we're all we what we love seeing is like perfection at the sport. Everyone's like,
1: too many strikeouts, too many. And it's like, it's you know what? You're burying it at this point. It's now, it's like, I, I mean, I found myself when I was shooting on Manfred. I was like, I got to stop shooting on Manfred because I'm just burying the sport I love. You got to stop talking so negatively about yourself. It's just like, a, if, yeah. if, if the players have a negative image, it's not inviting to the fans. So I need, th- there no hitters. I hope there's more, and I hope people shut the fuck up and let it happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be like watching Steph break the three-pointers in a game record and being like, ugh terrible they shoot way too many threes and it's like yes we We do know that But he still shot 16 threes and made 16 threes that's unbelievable we know that
1: yeah know what's happening we're all watching so just stop calling attention to it all right we know just like stop ruining the magic trick it's like oh i know how you did that i know how you or the heckler in the audience like shut the fuck up it's a comedy show you know how this works the magician whose
0: secrets get get told to everyone (laughs) pj championship is going on right now phil mickelson Uh, would be the oldest guy to win a major yeah
1: and well that'll be done by the time you hop back on right
0: it absolutely will great so we'll leave off there phil's got a two-stroke lead right now though. (laughs) (laughs) hey everybody toss here jumping back into the show to finish off the rest of the game ones in the nba playoffs we will take it. Uh, we'll take it game by game here on Sunday, recording late Sunday night. Just kind of wanted to wrap things up and uh, jump in where Josh and I left off. So the Wizards and the Sixers. That game was going on while Josh and I were recording. Sixers took care of business, 125 to 118. Um, interesting storyline for that game is that Tobias Harris had 37 points. Um, that had is definitely a playoff career high for him. Simmons had a measly six points, but he also had 15 rebounds and 15 assists, and Joel Embiid had a an expected 30-piece. So the interesting story to me there is you're not going to get 37 from Tobias every single game. Granted, the Wizards, who are not a great defensive team, led up 125 points. Um, I do expect the Sixers to score more than 100 points in nearly every game of the series, but the game ended, um, you know, with the 7-point margin of victory. So, all that to say, you know, Beal put up 33 points, Westbrook only had 16, um, Bertans contributed 14, and, you know, Rui had 12. I, I just think that maybe this 1-8 series is going to be a lot closer than we expected. And, and, and all that to say, the Wizards potentially could get a couple games here. Maybe even 3 turn this into a real series and that's something to look out for going forward. Um the the 76ers are fantastic at home, so I I you know I really don't think there's any way that they drop the series, but it was a lot more enticing and close of a game than I expected it to be, especially after the Wizards had two hard-fought games to to get them into that 8 spot. You know, then we had the Suns Lakers game. What a fantastic battle that was between the two savvy vets, you know, you've got LeBron going up against his, uh, one of his good friends, Chris Paul. They had kind of a tie up during the game. LeBron grabs Chris Paul, or Chris Chris Paul grabs LeBron's uh, shoulder after earlier in the game, Chris Paul had gone down for, for, for a neck or shoulder sort of injury and he looked to be writhing in pain. I, I wasn't sure he was going to come back onto the court. He does. It was clearly ailing him as he, he took a couple of you know, late possession chucks uh, where the shot form just did not look the same. But Devin Booker really showed out. The Lakers, when they get down in late-game situations, because LeBron and Anthony Davis get the majority of their buckets attacking the basket— and ones around the paint, um, mid-range, you know, mid-range work. LeBron with the bully dribble, getting to the basket and finishing. They can kind of get in sticky situations when a team's up eight to ten points on them late in the fourth quarter. You know, Caruso hits a big three, but they become dependent upon these other guys to really pick up the slack. And if West Matthews and KCP and Caruso and and Dennis Schroeder can't hit threes, they're going to be in trouble. Um, And LeBron couldn't hit them either. So, you know, we we always expect him to hit the big shots. He didn't tonight. Devin Booker did. DeAndre Ayton was a beast in the paint. I mean, that's the real big storyline. He outplayed Anthony Davis by a long shot. Anthony Davis, who I think was like 6 for 17. He had a terrible shooting day. I know he's still finding his rhythm. He ended up with 13 points. When LeBron and Anthony Davis combined for 31 points, you are in trouble, especially when Devin Booker scores the two of them combined, uh, and DeAndre Ayton went twenty-one for sixteen. So, you know he still has a lot to improve. Josh and I were watching the game t- together, and we were comment just commentating on how he he brings the ball low a lot when he catches in the post instead of keeping it high and finishing at the rim, which allows those shorter guys to strip the ball away from him. But even with that room for improvement, really impressed with this first playoff game for him uh, and additionally for Devin Booker showing out showing that they do belong that they are the two seed and taking care of business um I, I mean I think that the Lakers were a heavy favorite in this series and that's just it, it's a bit it's a bit ridiculous because this is a suns team that is red hot they have a great coach they have played together majority of the time all been on the court, uh, and and that means a lot going to the playoffs. And of course, you know the Lakers, while they were there last year, they they finished the job last year. They won the championship. You know, LeBron and Anthony Davis have been out here and there, and they don't really have enough help elsewhere. Or at least, in my opinion, you know, Trez had a had a decent game, but you can only expect so much for those other players on that team. Drummond was basically a non factor in this game. Um, so I, I I expect them to bounce back and to you know, potentially get that, that game to at talking stick in Phoenix, but we'll see. Um, I, I'll be rooting for the Suns in that series just because I'm a big Devin Booker guy. Josh and I have talked about it before. I, I, really, I really think that people are underrating his ability to create his own shot, and that's one thing that becomes very important in playoff series is, you know, the defense gets tighter, and you have to be able to reach into that bag and— Able to get a shot in any sort of situation, he's got the mid range. He obviously can shoot it from three, not a tremendous clip uh this year statistically. He only shot around thirty-four and a half percent, thirty-five percent, but he's got a great floater, and he just he, his footwork is uh it's phenomenal. So he he can find space to create his shot and a good shot for him basically whenever he needs to. And when DeAndre Ayton's cleaning up in the paint on the offensive glass, tip ins you know getting those those second chance points. He's got shooters around him, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Chris Paul. We'll, we'll see how the the shoulder kind of affects him the rest of the series, but I expect a lot of theatrics in that in that matchup which will be fun and exciting. Some more theatrics. Uh the Atlanta Hawks win on a two-point margin of victory against the Knicks. That that was crazy. In the Garden, in MSG, uh John from New York. I I know you're you're bummed out about that one. Story for that one, uh, obviously, Trey Young hits that floater. He he silences the crowd. He does the shh uh, motion, and that's going to be the big story. But Julius Randle, he ate up the Hawks in the regular season, and they limited him to, to 17 points. So I'm really impressed with Nate McMillan and his defensive game plan. Clearly, they wanted to shut him down. He obviously is a great finisher at the rim, but he didn't have a great shooting night. I thought he was uh he was forced into a lot of mid-range contested shots. And you know, I was talking to one of my good buddies who's a Hawks fan. Bogdan Bogdanovich might be the best player on the Hawks. We we were saying that. And we were saying that the real test was going to be whether or not Trey could understand that that Bogdan might be the best player. And you know, we figured that Tibbs was going to force Trey into having to play hero ball. And by that, you know, it becoming their Achilles heel and him forcing shots and him not playing within himself. But I really thought that he kind of proved us wrong. Uh, Again, it's just game one. Seems like it's going to be a really tight series. But if the Hawks are playing above 100 points per game, it's always going to favor them because they're the team that is, you know, more offensively driven. They are able to create good shots. Trey Young does break down defenses. He opens things up for the shooters around him. And Bogdanovich hit a a three with about 40 seconds left that was absolutely crucial, kind of on a broken play. And and that's the type of shot-making ability that that can push them past this round one. Uh, DeAndre Hunter's still getting his footing, so I expect him to kind of progress as the series goes on. But I don't know. I mean, you can only rely on Alec Burke so much. Julius Randle has to step up. Reggie Bullock needs to be ready to shoot. R.J. Barrett had a thunderous jam um in the second quarter, but he, you know, he only had 14. So someone's gonna have to step up for this Knicks team. It's been Julius Randle all year. I expect it to be him, but they're gonna need some help here because this Hawks team is, as Josh likes to say, no slouch. Um so they take they take the lead, you know, they're still back in MSG for next game. We'll see how the Knicks bounce back. I know that everyone's excited just to have Knicks playoff basketball. And then rounding out the day were the Grizzlies versus a Donovan Mitchell less Jazz. And it was a three-point game. The final was a three-point game. The Grizzlies at the eight seed won. They, as one of the commentators you know, mentioned during the game, they've been playing playoff basketball for the last two weeks. They're very well coached. You've got Taylor Jenkins. He's a young coach, but he comes from the Popovich tree. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to game plan. And I'm a little disappointed that Snyder... I mean, you've got to respect the training staff for the Utah Jazz. And clearly, they felt that Donovan Mitchell couldn't play. I know earlier in the day, they said that he should. They said that he would, and Donovan Mitchell was ready to do so. But they made a second evaluation. He sat, and it just... Even though their record at the end of the the regular season... Donovan Mitchell missed about a month at the end of the regular season um, for a sore ankle, an ankle sprain that still has lingering soreness. I am worried what they look like in a playoff scenario without him and I expect him to be back for game two but it was really apparent that they struggled to score especially in that iso style playoff basketball and when their shot's not falling they do generate a lot of great looks that happens when you have a guy like Mike Conley a lot of a uh, lot of second chance opportunities with Rudy Gobert he's a beast on the glass Bogdanov there Bogdanovich actually had 29 tonight but there are other shooters, you know, Royce O'Neill, Ingles, Nyang, Clarkson didn't have, he he was under his PPJ on the regular season, I and mean, we're talking about a guy that's probably going to be the sixth man of the year. You expect when Donovan Mitchell is out that he takes a step up, scores around 20 points, if not more. Um, they just struggled, it looked like, to find to find offensive shots within themselves and, and to hit those shots. I mean, I know that the... the The game was close, but it really wasn't. It wasn't close until the very end, and they cut the gap a lot. This Grizzlies team's ready to play, though. They are competitive. They are young. They make mistakes. But they're tenacious, and they don't back down. And I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, they have their leader in John Morant, but Dylan Brooks can always go get a bucket. Jaron Jackson is still finding his footing. He's coming back from an injury, so I expect him to play Better, um, just in the similar vein as DeAndre Hunter is, the rest of the the series plays out. Like he should find his footing and split some time with Jonas Valanciunas, who's been an absolute beast for them down down in the paint. Um, he certainly is not as good as Rudy Gobert, but he is been playing the best basketball I've seen him play, and that that means something because to kind of neutralize Rudy Gobert as much as you can is something that's going to be important for the Grizzlies, and I think. Ah, it's it's gonna be tough because I I don't wanna make any assumptions without Donovan Mitchell there and playing. But again, is he gonna be back forty minutes next game? I, I don't know. I don't know what that injury looks like. If he's not, this could be a seven game series for the Grizzlies. And I expect them to make it really, really tough. If it's even if it's not a seven game series, they're gonna make it really, really tough for the Jazz. So a lot of fun basketball today and we're rolling into it. Um, as, as you're listening you know the heat bucks game is is going into game 2, Blazers and Nuggets, Celtics and Nets, um and the Lakers and Suns. That's on that's on Tuesday and so is the Celtics and Nets, but a lot of playoff basketball, really exciting. Thank you uh for listening as always and and we'll be back you know for your Thursday morning show and we'll probably have more stuff to talk about, more fun things that have happened in the league. And I you know, I just can't wait for Tuesday night for the Lakers and the Suns cuz Get ready for some theatrics. The popcorn is definitely a necessity when you're watching LeBron James back-to-back games with uh, apparent injuries. I, I haven't watched his press his press conference after this Lakers-Suns game, but he probably mentioned something about uh, you know, getting getting grabbed on the shoulder. But uh, outside of that, you know, it's just if you're gonna if you're gonna bet, you better go to BetOnline.ag because it is the best place to get. Live spreads, odds, they've got the 24-7 casino. Really just the, the best place to put in any sort of bet, uh, betonline.ag. So go there today. The show is sponsored by BetOnline. So without, uh, without further ado, hit your free throws, because they free. We out you. We love you.
1: We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Five seconds left in the game. Over. You believe it, Bill?
0: Yes! High five, one, one. The right field. She is gone.
1: Late clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line.